Hello and welcome to Solopreneur, the show that helps business owners who are flying solo to solve their big sales, marketing and systems challenges one episode at a time. You can watch the video version of this episode at solopreneur.com. I'm Gareth Everson and on this episode we're going to talk about what to do and how to get leads from offline sources. We've talked about our website, we've talked about other places online to find leads and today we're going to look at opportunities that you might be overlooking to find leads from other sources. So let's get into it. So what do we mean by offline sources? Well, this is any interactions that you're having with prospective clients in the world outside of your office, outside of your uh, online world, whether that's networking, whether it's people seeing your brand around town, whether it's you sending out leaflets and flyers, a variety of different methods that could be considered as offline exhibitions and events that you go to. You could be wearing branded clothing. Those are all different methods that we might consider offline uh, sources of, of, of potential leads. I don't do this so much these days, but many of my clients do, and that's local networking. And this is a classic area where I've made mistakes in the past, and perhaps you have too. Local networking is all about being in the right place at the right time when somebody's got a problem. And if in that moment at the networking event, it isn't the right time or it isn't the right opportunity for somebody to speak to you about engaging you, we need to make what we do more memorable to them. And some good ways of doing that, I've got, I've got two suggestions for you today on that. One is around the classic business card. Many business cards are basically a, a an instruction of how you can email me or how you can phone me. They say very little else. They don't talk about the problems that somebody solves. They've got nice branding, but and your name is nice and prominent, but they don't specifically talk about some of the problems that you solve. So I want to leave you with three ideas about when you get your next business cards made up. And I do think there's a place for business cards still uh, in this world that is primarily digital. When you get your next business cards made up, when you think about three things that you should include on that business card beyond what you've got right now. The first one is a picture of you so that the person who is looking at that card can remember who you are. The second thing is what problems do you solve for your clients? and say that either in a couple of bullets or a couple of sentences on the card so that it becomes memorable to the person that's then looking at that card perhaps months down the line of the kind of problems that you help resolve. If you look at your desk in front of you, you've probably got business cards from other events that you've been to on there that you're either waiting to file or waiting to throw away or waiting to do something with. People will look at business cards uh, later down the line. So including a reference to the kind of problems that you solve rather than just what you're an expert in is dead relevant. The third thing that I'd like you to include is a QR code, a QR code that points to something in relation to the 
problems that you help your clients solve, a, la- a landing page, if nothing else, whereby when somebody uses that QR code, they can go through to a landing page where they can download and opt in to your list, down, uh, to opt into your list to download a guide or a checklist or something meaningful that brings them into your world. Now, QR codes are great and the technology works fantastically. All modern smartphones now, when you point your photo at, at or the camera app at the QR code, it will recognize that it's a link to somewhere online and somebody can click through to that. That's not to say that everybody understands that's the way that they work. So as well as having the QR code, make sure that you've got a link on the card, uh, a URL link that they can physically type in to go to that page. Now, thinking about the page itself, bearing in mind that they're going to be using their mobile phone to go to that page, make sure that the page that they land on is mobile friendly and is succinct, has enough information, but not too much on there um, that they can can at least get a, a brief understanding and read through. But the key goal of that is to then get them to opt in to receive something insightful and meaningful that's relevant for the problems that you solve. So those are the um, those are the things that I'd like you to think about having on your business cards. But what about if when you're serving your clients, you have multiple services and you don't want to send them to any one specific landing page? That's a, a, a problem that many businesses face. They serve their clients in a variety of different ways with a, multiple different services. If that's the case and you don't want to send somebody to one specific landing page and perhaps lose their interest in other areas that you can help them, then there are different types of pages that exist called uh, link pages. Um, there are services like Linktree that offer this as a offer these single pages as a paid service. We offer a page like this on our Lemonade Plan platform for small businesses. And what these pages do, they're a really simple, mobile-friendly, single-page view with just a variety of links to different things, either different services that you offer or different lead magnet pages or different social media profiles, probably five or six of your key routes into in, into knowing more about you on one single page. And the, the benefit of these link-style single pages is that they're mobile-friendly, they're simple enough that anybody can scroll through them in 10 or 15 seconds, but they also give you a basis to be able to put insights into your world in there that builds the context more than just your pitch at the networking event or that your business card can do. And that's a great way to form that bridge between the offline and your online worlds where they can learn more about you. Beyond networking, there are a number of other different places. I want to just cover a couple in this episode. One is if you are serving homes or businesses, say on a business park, is this concept of the two and three method. And what the two and three method is, is if you'd work with a client, let's think about it in a in a home context, but you can, you can imagine how this would, would work on a business park as well. If you work with a client in one particular home, the whole concept of the two and three method is that once you finish working with that client, 
especially if it's the kind of client that you have enjoyed working with and you think that people in the neighborhood would offer would would be of a similar style of client to them do a leaflet drop to the two neighbors that's the two part of the two and three so the the houses on either side or the buildings on either side if it's a business park and then opposite them the three houses opposite so that's the two and three method and in that leaflet drop that you do you have them you have these leaflets with you you'd include a reference on there just a written reference to the fact that you've helped their neighbor and you can put a a, a number of the house that you've that you've helped at the name of that person even if you if 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 that's relevant that way you can build a almost like a a local monopoly if you like of clients that might be interested in your services it also helps form a bridge in their mind of if somebody else has had your plumbing services or carpet cleaning services or oven cleaning services or whatever it happens to be it also forms a bridge that when their neighbor has received that when they're out and they're next getting in their cars or you know gardening or whatever they can start a conversation around that topic and ask them you know for a recommendation and if um if if it worked out well that's a great kind of word of mouth prompter so don't forget about the two and three method getting some leaflets printed up that obviously go beyond what you can put on a business card that they can have attached to their fridge or say it's in an office environment they could pin up on the boards if you're able to help in that kind of setting if the context's appropriate beyond just the two and three method you could also leave a handful of business cards or even leaflets with your client to give to others this worked really well for me a couple of years ago when i was having some problems with the electrics in my car and the garage where i take it to be serviced couldn't solve them but they put me in contact with somebody in the next town who focused specifically on my brand of car and the electrics of it now this guy didn't he, he ran a business from a small unit an industrial unit he did a fantastic job and was so friendly, um, so attentive to helping out, helped me troubleshoot a different issue that I was having. And I was blown away by this particular person's service that I purposefully asked him for a set of cards or leaflets that I could take back to the garage where the recommendation had come from so that they could introduce this person on a wider basis. He didn't even know that the the garage where I'd come from was a referrer to him. So that helped him build a context of where he could create a referral network. So this kind of thing really does work. So give that some thought as well. The last offline method that I'd like you to think about more is the more conventional direct mail method so targeting people that you'd like to work with and sending them a series of direct mail communications now what do we mean by that common formats for that are postcards the standard letter format or the format that i really like which is the folded a3 format that folds down into an a5 size format that gives you four pages to be able to get your message across and and to start to build a rapport, start to tell some stories, start to give some insights, some case studies. 
to the people that you're sending it to. Now, the importance of using direct mail is that you're not just sending one mailing and then being done with it. You need to think about a strategy of how can I build that rapport up over a number of weeks and a number of different mailings to my target customer. Many people say that direct mail is dead and that it has no place at all in our modern marketing world. But if you think about the mail that you receive either to your business or to your home, by and large now, it falls into one of two categories. The first category that it falls into is bills, you know, the brown envelope stuff that you don't want to receive. The second category is the just pure promotion stuff. And it's just in your face, glaring, full-on promotion that you probably don't want to receive. The category that's overlooked is this one where I'd really like you to think about it. It's the informative, it's the insightful, it's the ability to pick up problems that that person has in a friendly, amusing, insightful way. And that's where I want you to think about using direct mail a little bit more. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get the typewriter out and type up or print out lots of manual copies of mailings and then stuff them into envelopes, stick um, stamps on them like we used to do, what would it be now, 20 years ago? That would be kind of a, a, a common practice for doing that. There are now online services that will do that. And it's the, the digital services whereby you will send them a PDF format uh, or you'll upload a template of a PDF mailing that you want to send out and they'll merge in to that the details of the contact that you want to send to, not just their name and their address, but also other insightful stuff. Uh, you can You can merge in there, the context around neighbors or similar businesses or that kind of thing. You can merge that information into these direct mailings now. There's a service that I really like called Stamp. It sounds like what you'd stick on a letter, but it's actually spelled S-T-A-N-N-P, stamp.com. They operate out of the UK, but work across Europe and across the US and I believe Australia. And thinking about people in the UK, you can send mailings with them for as little as 75p for a A5 postcard format or the A3 the folded A3 format that I referred to you can send that for as little as 99 pence per mailing which in this day and age is barely the cost of a stamp so very very cost effective to do that and if you're using software services like Lemonade Plan you can automate the sending of that through services like Stamp so give that some thought as well because unlike a online ad or a social post you can put far far more into those mailings that are insightful that build the rapport that create a perspective of your brand and how it helps those people than you can do in many other places and it gives people an opportunity in their own time to discover more about the ways that you can help them and yes it is a little bit of a numbers game but you can generate leads through that method in many in, in many cases more cost effectively than you could do through increasingly expensive online advertising
So let's address the elephant in the room when it comes to direct mailing. The common perception is that you need to rent a huge list and send out a huge volume of direct mail for it to generate any sort of interest or traction. And I would say that that is the road to ruin for any business that hasn't really done direct mailing before. The great advantage of using online services like Stamp and automating this process is that you can really laser target who you want to send those mailings to. Fewer is far better than a larger number for a number of different reasons. One, you're going to think about the context of who those people are a lot, lot more. And two, it's probably going to be a lot more accurate in terms of landing with the right people at the right time. So no is my is my answer. You don't need to rent a huge list. You don't need to send hundreds and hundreds of mailings to specific people. Start with a small circle of who you want to target. And instead of going broad and sending one or two mailings to lots of people, go deeper and send five or six mailings. So what are we talking? Less than five or six pounds to a smaller number of people. Perhaps start with a group of 20 or a group of 25. In that kind of range, you're looking at campaigns that cost no more than £100, at most a couple of hundred pounds for those activities, which if you think about it in the context of how that relates to online advertising, to get a small number of leads, let's say you want to get two or three leads from online advertising, you might be spending upwards of that anyway, depending on the the circumstances of your business. So start small, start with a small grouping, start with highly targeted, and start with messaging that speaks to those people. Imagine that you're writing only to those people when you craft these when you craft these letters. That's how I'd address that elephant in the room about do I need a large list? So on this episode, we've covered a variety of different offline methods that you can perhaps use one or two of them, or perhaps you haven't thought of these before that could add to your online presence. Things that you can do to just move the needle a little bit more in your offline interactions. If you'd like to discover more about this or explore this topic a little bit more, head to solopreneur.com forward slash EP6 and you'll see the show notes from this episode there along with some further insights. And if there's anything that you'd like to explore further, don't hesitate to get in contact. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Solopreneur Podcast. Remember that what we learned today builds more value if there's a plan to take action on it tomorrow. So head to solopreneur.com and check out our growing community of action takers and all the training and software that you need to build a scalable business without breaking the bank. And if you value the show, please help others to discover it too by leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts or by sharing a link to an episode on LinkedIn or wherever your finger does its scrolling.